When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh, 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 baby, 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 baby. Whoa, my nipples are hard right now because it is one of the biggest shows. Episode 118 with just a couple of days to go until the Formula 1 season starts. It's time to start locking in those predictions and fire up! Woo! And speaking of fire it up, Klaus. 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 You awake? Oh my god, I am so rock hard. It's Robin. Big, hard, full erection, very veiny. That's how excited I am for the season. Only a couple of days to go. So today we're going to make sure we've got all our picks locked in place. There's a few updates from last time because, as you're aware, Mazepin is out. All right, Kevin Magnuson, the Viking princess, is in. So get excited. But speaking of getting fired up, it's now time to hand the mic over to a man. A man that's been feeling a very fiery, burning sensation after a night in the Bahrain Red Light District. That man is Mr. David Croft. Take it away, Crofty. And away we go. Once a week, one man emerges from the pit lane to deliver all the news, discussion, and results of Formula One. Well, that time has arrived. Sit back, relax, for the Park It In My Ferme show. Here is your host, Colby. Ooh, that is right. Ladies and gentlemen, grip it with both hands because it's your main squeeze. Coolie, a.k.a. the Coolabotamus, butt-naked, Tushy out and about, getting browned up and a little leathery as well as I sit poolside at the $43 billion Pimp International Circuit. 78 miles long, 39 million fan capacity. No word of a lie. Now, I don't want to go into it too much here because you all know the deal. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's magnificent. It's beautiful. It's, it's a sight to behold. 
because it truly is a thing of beauty. And speaking of beauty, there's 98-year-old Doris on all fours <laughs> where she feels comfortable, scrubbing away on the circuit, making sure that bitumen is nice and clean, making the track cleaner than ever. Make sure you go and say hello at Doris if you happen to spot my Fermi. Just park it on up in there as it is the parking in my Fermi show. The number one company F1 podcast in the entire world. According to my mum, and she's never been wrong about a single thing in her entire life. We have all the news, opinions, discussions, results, reviews, previews, live triangles, and pre-season predictions. Woo! Episode 118, sneaking up on you like Bill Cosby with a couple of cocktails and some jello pudding pops. But don't be a gloomy gus if you've missed out on the previous 117. Just head over to parkingtomyfermate.com, the number one website in the world that doesn't contain porn yet. Or what I like to do is this. I like to light some candles. I set the mood just right. I put on some of that cool water, baby. Mmm, oil up from head to tippy toe. So much so that I'm dripping. Oh, then I look over at that podcast listening device. I lick my lips. Mm. I get rock hard and I caress and stroke that subscribe and follow button with just the tip of my finger. That way you get to be the first in the world to hear my sexy, soothing, smooth sounds three times a week. And there ain't nothing wrong with getting down and dirty, going for a little slap and tickle while rolling around in the slot with the cultopotamus three times a week. But what the hell are we going to talk about today? Well, we're revisiting the preseason predictions for the Drivers' World Championships, as well as the Constructors. We need to go through them again. No more Mazepin. Kevin Magnussen, the Viking Princess, is back in, so an update is required. And also now that we've got some preseason testes all done and dusted, we really need to revisit it all and make sure we've ordered everything how we want because Ferrari might be the real deal. And Haas might not be as rubbish as we thought first thought they were. So please, without further ado, change out of that uncomfortable clothes and into something sexy and sleek, and I think you know what I'm talking about. The pimp embroidered silk robe from the merch store, parkitinmyfermate.com slash merch. Light some candles. Oil up, baby, so you're so slippery. I can't even hold on to you. Woo! Grab a double Midori on ice. Doris is handing him out. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Yeah, if you can give me a couple of sausages. Some sausages for me, for the barbecue. So is the race still gonna last two hours or no? It's, uh... Are you thinking about your dinner? I'm thinking that we might need some lights on it. Make sure you like the socials at Park It In My Ferme on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That is exactly what you need to do. Don't dilly dally like your homegirl Sally from the Valley. Go and like those socials straight away because we are on the road, baby. We're nearly there. We're nearly there. Don't muck around because I can see it off in the distance. We're slowly pulling up to it. And you all know the words right now. Sing along, baby. On the road to Bahrain. That's exactly right. Not far to go. Only a couple of days before round one. This weekend, we've got one more episode to go, which is going to be on the Friday, just before free practice one, where we're going to predict everything that's going to happen. We're going to preview the big race. But before we do that, we need to actually go through our season predictions. And I know I've done this before. I know I have. But we're going to do it again because there's been a few updates. But the season is upon us and I am giddy. 
I am Randy and all kinds of excited. My penis has been erect for a week and a half now. That's probably not a good thing. Can't even fit through the hospital doors. That's how throbbing it is. But I'm dead set pumped for the season opener in Bahrain. The Sakia circuit. It's one of my favorite things. Yeah, yeah, but what else is your favorite things? Well, Klaus, so glad you asked in this totally not being set up thing that you just did. Here are a few of my favorite things. Carlos Sainz's hair and George Russell's dimples Lando's so young, this boy still has pimples Kelly PK's starting up flings These are a few of my favourite things Danny Rick's package, the human tripod Hamilton scooting, listening to his iPod First happened, getting handsy with Mercedes wings these are a few of my favourite things Emails from Toto explaining the rules Mazepin squeezed tits as he drools Bottas on the socials, no pants on his ding These are a few of my favourite things When my wife's home and she wants to cuddle I say no and she's mad I tell her I'm watching some Formula One And then I don't feel so bad Tracks in Miami, Spa and Monaco Albon is back and hopefully not so slow Checo in Baku, Red Bull gave him wings These are a few of my favourite things Carlos Sainz's hair and George Russell's dimples Lando so young, this boy still has pimples Kelly PK starting up flings These are a few of my favourite things Danny Rick's package, the human tripod Hamilton scooting, listening to his iPod First Appen getting handsy with Mercedes wings these are a few of my favourite things When the wife's home and she wants to cuddle I say no and she's mad I tell her I'm watching some Formula One And then I don't feel so bad Oh, how can you feel bad, baby? How can you feel bad when watching Formula One and we've only a couple of days away? So, now that I'm feeling kind of nice talking about my favourite things, I've got a smile from ear to ear, baby. I look like the Joker. That's how much I'm smiling. But we're going to do a bit of an update on our driver pre-season predictions because there's been some changes and I think it's only fair I'm allowed to do this. And yes... I am taking advantage of the fact that, yes, there, there has been some changes and I definitely have fucked up that original one. But let's go through from 20 to 1, where I think they're going to finish on the standings. We're going to start with last place, and that's a little boy by the name of Nicholas Latifi. Because you're a rich boy, and you know you can't drive, and it doesn't really matter anyway. 
You can rely on your old man's money. You can rely on your old man's That's exactly what he can do. I think with the improvements we've seen from Haas over preseason testies, I think Williams are going to be the struggle. And they're not alone. I think there's another team as well joining them. Haas will be above a few teams here. But Nicholas Latifi, out of the two Williams drivers, because I think that's probably the worst car on the grid, he's going to be dead last. I, I don't even think it's going to be close. I think Nicholas Latifi, last place. I'm sorry. I actually really like the guy. His missus is smoking. Oh, my God. That Drive to Survive episode with her in a... Oh, did you guys rewind that and play that again in slow motion? Because I certainly didn't. Five or six times. Coming in at number 19, the Chinese sensation Guan Yu Zhou. That's right. 20, 19, and there is no Haas mention. Alfa Romeo, the rookie sensation from China, Guan Yu Zhou. He is the only rookie on the grid. He's, and I think the reason, I think he's talented as all heck. I think actually he's a very, very good driver and not the second worst driver out there. But Alfa Romeo have a lot of reliability issues. I didn't like what I saw from them one bit over preseason testing weekend. Even the shakedown, they couldn't get the laps in. They had engine problem after engine problem, gearbox issue after gearbox issue. A lot of red flags, a lot of sessions stopped and halted. I don't like what I see from them. So therefore, I think Zoe is going to struggle. I think he's going to learn. This is just a learning year for him. He needs to spend the whole next two years with Valtteri Bottas just picking his brain. Valtteri knows his shit. Pick his brain, try and learn from him. Coming in at number 18, the son of one of the goats, Mick Schumacher. There's your first Haas on the board. Mick Schumacher, I believe, is going to score a couple of points this year. I think Zoe and Latifi are going to be pointless, but I think pointless, that sounds so harsh. I'm such an arsehole. They're going to be without points. Mick Schumacher is going to score a couple of points. He's going to be the first of our point getters at the back of the grid here. I think he's finishing 18th. I think the Haas is still, it's good. Not quite there yet. But Mick's young. Second year in Formula 1. Give him some more time. Then No one's rushing here with Mick. No one's looking at Mick going, oh, we need to quickly get him up there. You know, give him some time. You know Carlos Sainz and Leclerc are locked away at Ferrari for a little while yet. Alfa Romeo have their people now. So you just stick with Haas, buy your time, become that reserve driver. I think he already is a reserve driver for Ferrari, but just buy your time. You'll get in that red beast soon enough. And by the way, perfect timing because you don't want to be in that car a couple of years ago. They're looking pretty good right now. Number 17, the new kid on the block, the Viking princess, Kevin Magnussen for Haas. I think he's got to be better than Mick. I think he is. He set the fastest time on day two of preseason testing. I'm not looking too much into it, but what I did love was the reliability. The fact that Kevin Magnussen could floor it with that hunk of junk and it held together and it looked all right. I mean, yes, he was shaking a bit, but I think he's going to do better than Zoe, Latifi and Schumacher. I think Kevin Magnussen's going to have a few instances where they get some points. I, obviously, I'm not predicting any podiums or anything crazy like that, but I do believe that Haas will get a big bag of points and they're definitely not coming last in the constructors. You can take that to the bank. Number 16, Alexander Albon. He's back. Return of the Albon, baby. Back to Williams. And I think this is going to be the year for him. He needs to prove that all that shit before with Red Bull and Alpha Tauri, that's nothing. You're going to ignore that because you are talented as all hell, Albon. You just, you were in the cursed number two car for Red Bull that even Perez is struggling with. You were in that car. 
you look like a nuffy against Verstappen, but now you're against Latifi, who I'm tipping to be the worst driver out there. You know, you start putting in some good laps, some good performances, and all of a sudden, hold on, you might be in another car, and then another car, and all of a sudden you're getting a big bad points with a couple of podiums to go along with it. Number 15. Well, I mean, it's Lance Stroll. Because you're a rich boy, and you know you can't drive, and it doesn't really matter anyway. You can rely on your old man's money. You can rely on your old man's money. That's exactly what he can do. Old man owns the team. It's looking good. All right? Well done. Lance Stroll. But I think it's going to be a backwards year for Aston Martin. A lot of people disagree with me. They think Aston Martin are going to be the surprise. I don't. I think Aston Martin are really going to struggle. I think they're going to be towards the back of the grid. They're going to be sort of competing that, you know, seven, eight, nine each in the constructors each and every week. But Lance Stroll just didn't like what I saw over the weekend. He had some solid performances. It really is a toss-up between him and his teammate as to which one's going to do worse because I've got coming in at number 14, the four-time world champ, Seb Vettel. Now, Lance Stroll needs to just do what he needs to do, and that's pick Vettel's brain. Just like I said with Guan Yu Zhou. Sebastian Vettel is there. He's a wealth of experience, four-time world champ, knows his shit, humanitarian, loves bees, loves cleaning up. Lance Stroll, get in his ear and just go, how do you do it in this situation? Well, let's race in the simulator against each other. Let's set some fastest times, you know. Get together. Bug him. Much like Kobe Bryant used to bug Michael Jordan. Get in his ear and extract as much knowledge as he can from the man. Number 14 is Seb Vettel. I did just mention that. I think when it comes to -to wheel-to-wheel combat, Seb Vettel is going to be very, very good. The only problem is he's going to be competing against Guan Yu Zhou, Nicholas Latifi, Mick Schumacher, Kevin Magnussen, Alexander Albon, and his teammate. Because they're the ones he's going to be up against. He's not going to be competing against your Verstappen, your Hamiltons, your Sainz, anything like that. He's going to be towards the back end of the grid. And I think Aston Martin, like I said, they're going to be horrendous. Number 13, though, is the bot, bot, Valtteri Bottas. Now, I think he's going to be, again, very similar to Vettel. Great wheel-to-wheel racing. I think if we get any wheel-to-wheel racing this year from him, He's going to shine. He's going to look good. He's going to have a rookie teammate that he's going to absolutely dominate against. But, uh, yeah, I I genuinely can see Bottas getting a cheeky podium. I'm going to predict that. And I've said it before, so I haven't changed that. Valtteri Bottas in an Alfa Romeo will somehow get a single podium this year. I don't know how. And, yes, I am crazy. But it's going to happen. Coming in at number 12, Esteban Ocon, the man with the hot mum. Look, he is either good or really bad. You know, there's no middle ground. There's no consistency with Esteban Ocon. He's either winning a race in Hungary, he's either right there fighting for a podium, or he's all the way towards the back of the grid. I just can't see Esteban Ocon really taking it to him. He's not going to be able to get points after points every weekend. He's going to have issues where he's going to be outside the bottom five, or he's going to be up towards the top end and that's it he's never going to be in that seven eight nine spot where he needs to be consistently so alpine can get a big bag of points and actually move up the constructor's ladder coming in at number 11 is the japanese sensation yuki sonoda now look he's got a bit of a health kick going i love seeing him he was the unsung hero of drive to survive that episode with him and okon it didn't make a lot of sense at the time because i didn't think they had a rivalry this year with Ockham, me predicting Ockham coming 12th, him coming 11th, I think it's going to be a lot closer. I think there will be that rivalry there. And Sonoda, my God, he was hilarious to listen to. But he needs to get 
that car under control. He needs to keep it off the limit. You know, he's he's kept it on the limit the whole time and then going over. Don't push it that hard, man. You've got to look after that car, and especially with the cost cap coming in. If you don't hurt your team, if you're not crashing the car every single free practice and qualifying, then all of a sudden you're going to get those consistent results like you had in Abu Dhabi, like you had the first race of the year last year. You know, you start putting together those nice numbers, then all of a sudden Red Bull are looking at you going, hold on, we need someone to replace Perez. You know, that's what you need to do. That's your whole focus right now. Consistency is key, improving every single race and looking for that Red Bull second seat number two driver. Coming in at number 10, Fernando Alonso. The two-time world champ. Now, I actually really like, similar to uh, Bottas and Vettel, I think if the car is consistent and they're getting a lot of wheel-to-wheel action, I'm predicting him to to look fantastic. He's going to get that overtaking award. He's going to be pushing up that grid. He'll he'll find himself on the podium a couple of times this year. Twice this year, I'm predicting it. Fernando Alonso is going to be magnificent this season. He's going to get a consistent bag of points. He's the opposite to Ocon, where Ocon's either really good or really bad. Alonso's just really, really good. Like, he's just constantly in that points, in that top 10. Number nine, big dick Danny Rick gives your girl the bone. Daniel Ricciardo. Look, it hurts me to put him that low, but I didn't like what I saw from McLaren in preseason testing. They struggled. He didn't even get to do any testing whatsoever, so therefore, is the car set up for him? Is the car set up for his likings? Normally, it wouldn't matter with a driver returning to the same team the following year, but because the cars are so different, preseason testing was more important than ever this year, and to have him not there at all, recovering from the Rona, he's apparently good to go this weekend, but without any racing, without any laps under his belt, they're just going to chuck him in there. He's going to be off to a sluggish start probably those first few weeks, and then he's going to have to try and claw his way back, but I've got faith in him. He's going to have a strong, strong year, but still... Get out-muscled by his teammate. Still a lot lower than where I think he would like himself to be. Because I don't think the car's going to be any good either. But Daniel Ricciardo, P9 in the Drivers' Championship. Coming in at number 8. Sergio Perez. Checo. P8 in the Drivers' Championship. Now his job when it comes to Red Bull is purely there to make Max look good. Because what he did in Abu Dhabi. Make holding up Hamilton... You know, doing a toe for Max during qualifying. It was just a masterclass. The defense this boy did, the attacking he did, the toes he did. It was all unselfish driving right there. It was all for the good of the team. It was all for the good of Max Verstappen. And he sacrificed himself. Got himself a nice little handy race win in Baku. Great podium and scenes in Mexico. That was unbelievable. His dad really stole the show. And he got a podium at two in the, in Coda as well. He had a great, great back-to-back drives there. But I can't see it really happening again. And with Ferrari getting really good now, Lando Norris is going to be up there as well. There's going to be limited spots for him to make it onto that podium. I don't see a lot happening from Perez this season. Number seven, Pierre Gasly from Alpha Gasly. I think he's going to be up there. I think he's going to look really, really good too. He's going to be driving fantastically. He's a driver that's consistently going to be getting at those big bag of points. The problem that he has is the strategy that the team has. Because whenever it's a wet race, they choose the wrong set of tyres. Whenever it's a dry race, they choose the wrong run. They choose the opposite to everything. Because they're trying to outsmart everyone else, but they're outsmarting themselves. 
They're making themselves look stupid by trying to be too clever. That's the problem that AlphaTauri have, and as a result, Pierre Gasly suffers. He will beat his teammate comfortably, but I think that uh, Pierre Gasly, P7 on that list. Coming in, P6. You're not going to like me saying it, but Lando Norris. McLaren, again, just they weren't doing a lot for me. Yes, he signed that fat extension last year, which is great for him to stick around because I like the fact he's staying with that team, the team that put so much trust in him, considering he's never won a race. He will get his first race win this year. All right, he will get that. But there's not going to be a lot more to celebrate with Lando Norris. I think he's going to be consistently in the points. He's going to be great at qualifying, and that's what's going to keep him up there. But I think the race pace is going to be a little bit off. I don't like what that McLaren's doing, but I still have faith in him getting P6. But there's five to go. Top five. Here we go. Number five, George Russell, Mr. Saturday. But your mum can call him Mr. Saturday Night. Oh, man with an extra hot misses as well. Got himself a brand new car. He will be right up there. He's proven that he knows how to drive that car. He knows what he's doing. And I definitely can see him getting himself a win and a huge haul of points. That's why I think Mercedes is so good this year. I think they're going to be still up there in the constructors. Ever a lot of people have him dropping off. I think they're calling bullshit in uh, what happened in preseason testing. I think they're sandbagging, and I think next weekend it's going to they're going to prove it as well. George Russell is going to be out there. He's going to be scoring lots of points. I have faith in him getting a P5. Number four, Jerk the Leclerc. Charles Leclerc. Now, the Ferrari. I've got the two Ferrari boys up ahead because I think Ferrari are just going to keep getting points. They may not win races. They may not even finish second in races, but they're going to get that third, fourth, fourth, fifth, every single race. They're consistently going to pull in so many points that eventually you're going to look up at the end, towards the end of the year and go, hold on, how the fuck are Ferrari all the way up there in the constructors? It's because this boy right here, Charles Leclerc, and number three, Carlos Sainz. That's exactly what he is. Smooth operator. Smooth operator. Yeah. Oh, he's silky smooth, baby. Oh, he's so smooth. Not a hair on his body. Except for that gorgeous head of hair. But that's why I've got him in at number three. So with that one-two punch from Ferrari, Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz. They're just going to be a force to be reckoned with. They're going to be the dangerous team out there. But individually, they're going to take a lot of points away from each other. That's why I've got them three and four with Carlos and then Leclerc, respectively. But coming in at number two, Sir Lewis Hamilton. Now, I know he's added another last name to that. I can't remember what it was, but I'll get to that a little bit later on. I've got him in at number two, which means I've got Max at number one. But with Lewis in at number two... I think it's going to be the same again. I think George Russell's going to take some points away from him. I think the Ferraris are going to bother him. And if the Mercedes aren't up to scratch, it'll be Hamilton needing to outdrive the performance of that car, which I'm not saying he's not capable of. But I just think Max is better at outdriving the performance of that Red Bull. And that's why I've got Max in at number one. I can see a big, big bag of points for him. A few wins as well. A nice couple of podiums. Will he podium in 22 of the 23 races or something ridiculous like that? Who knows? Who knows? But that's what I've got here. Max going back to back. Hamilton second again. Carlos Sainz third. Leclerc fourth. George Russell fifth. Lando Norris sixth. Gasly seventh. Perez eighth. Big Dick Danny Rick ninth. 
Fernando Alonso 10th, Yuki Tsunoda 11th, Ocon 12th, Valtteri Bot Bot Bottas 13th, Seb Vettel 14th, Lance Stroll 15th, Albon 16th, Magnussen the Viking Princess, he's 17th, Mick Schumacher 18th, Guan Yu Zhou 19th, and Nicholas Latifi is 20th. They're the drivers. Pre-season predictions. What do you guys think? Did I get it right? Well, the answer is yes. So you don't need to watch a single race this year. I've ruined everything for you. But hey, that's just what I do. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Klaus. Klaus, I've been talking for about an hour and a half now. I have explosive diarrhea. Please take over. I need to go poo. Thank you very much. You know what to do. generations, people would watch cars go by until they finally wanted them to go by fast. Racing was then born. And who was going to talk about all the racing? Why, Caldi, of course. Welcome to the Pocket in My Fermé show, the number one comedy F1 podcast in the world. Here's your host, Caldi. What a monster first half! I hope you got your pens and paper out and jotted down all the predictions so far because we've got a lot more too. You take those predictions then to your bookies, make a meal, buy an island with your boy and let's run away together. Nothing weird, just holding hands, skipping on the sands. But don't go running away just yet. We have a mammoth second half as well for you right here because we're going to go through the constructors' predictions as well. But don't forget to subscribe and follow because the episodes coming up are going to be big ones as well. Our full preview. Race preview next on Friday, coming up. And then on Monday, the race review where we go through absolutely everything that happened at the Bahrain GP and more. So you've got to make sure you subscribe. All right, go like the socials as well. Do everything I say. Klaus, I've been I've been talking for a while. Just fade me out. Fade me out, Klaus. That's it, baby. Woo! Just won the Hungarian Grand Prix. Well done, mate. Fernando came third. Fernando came fifth, uh, but he uh, is probably the reason that he won. He held off uh, Hamilton for a long time. What a legend. What a legend. <laughs> Man of the day. Make sure you like the socials at Park It In My Ferme on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's exactly what you need to do. Go ahead and like him. Don't hesitate, don't delay, just run on over to those socials and slap that like button and follow button like your life's dependent on it. And slide into the DMs too, because I'll be sitting there, butt naked, arms open, ready to catch you and hold you tight, squeeze your goodies as you send me nudes and I send you some back. Potentially, probably not, I've seen enough of your penises already, but I do pass them on to Klaus as you all request and he loves them every little bit, but don't delay because we... Ah, on the road! 
Bahrain. Bahrain. But before we do all that, let's get on with a good old-fashioned stat of the week. I'm a stat man! Formula One stat man. Cody's a stat man. Yeah, stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Stat time. Yeah. Oh, so much stats. So many stats. I don't know if this intro is even long enough. There's that many stats. Uh, stats, stats, stats. Yeah. Ooh, so many stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. I am a stat man. Now let's have a quick look at the stats because we just had some pre-season testies and we've got a pre-season stat for you because in the past nine seasons, the fastest team in pre-season testing has only won the Constructors title twice. Mercedes in 2015 and Mercedes again in 2020. Now with Red Bull being the fastest this season, could they buck the trend and be the Constructors' champs? Maybe. I, I, I mean, I mean, you probably you heard my individual driver predictions, so probably not. But uh, maybe Constructors' championship predictions coming up in a second. Get excited! But that was your start of the week. Bada bada be bada bada be. He's a stat man. Oh, that was a good stat. Oh, the best. Yeah, such a good stat. Such a, such a good stat. You know it was. He's a stat man. Hey, let's go on with the show. Cool, he's pretty cool. Yeah. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we've gone through the drivers again. We've done power rankings, we've done everything, but now we need to actually talk about the Constructors Championship predictions. Now, we're going to go through all 10 teams, see where they're going to finish, because there are some surprises. There's some shocks in there. So it's going to be really coming down to how the teammates work with each other, and of course, there's going to be a couple of teammate battles. Now, Klaus, don't... Klaus, don't press the button. Team. Fuck it. Teammate Punishing you guys. Listen to us. Let's go. Battles team. Battles team, 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 battles team
Oh my god, it's a thing. Of oh, oh, sorry. Clear your throat there, Colby. Oh my god, that was a thing of beauty. Now, I don't blame Klaus for pressing the button because I'm looking out at you guys right now. I'm looking at the faces that you're pulling my direction right now. It's not faces of joy. You're looking at me right now thinking, yeah, Colby, we get it. You're the best looking. You're the most handsome. Your voice is so sexy and silky smooth. Yeah. But get on with the show. And I say to you, fuck you guys. No, 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 no. Where are you going? Where are you going? Come back down. Come back down. Doris, look after him, please. I didn't mean it. God, it's just jokes, guys. It's just jokes. But now let's stop dilly-dallying. Because we got to go through those constructors' predictions as well. Now coming in at number 10. Williams. Yeah, I hate to say it because I want to live in a world where Williams is winning everything. And it feels like they've been at the back for a while, but it was only a few years ago. Valtteri Bottas was dominating for Williams. Lance Stroll was getting podiums for Williams. Like, it hasn't been that long, but yes, they're going to struggle again. They are. Nicholas Latifi ain't scoring a single point this year. I think Alex Albon will get a point. We'll get a couple, maybe maybe two or three. But that's it. George Russell was the heart and soul of that team. You've ripped out that heart. It's beaten outside of the body, like in Temple of Doom, the worst of the original Indiana Jones. Yes, you thought I'd nearly slip up because that Crystal Skull one, Jesus fucking Christ. Horrendous. Coming in at number nine, I've got Alfa Romeo. Look. I like Alpha. I like their livery. I think it's sexy fly. I love Valtteri Bottas in an Alfa Romeo too. But I think one Uzo is going to struggle. He's not going to score any points. And I think reliability is going to be the issue. That's why I've got them only just ahead of Williams. I think they will score some points though. I think they'll be ahead of Williams. I don't think there's going to be a single constructor without points this season. And we're going to celebrate. That'll be the first time in a few years now that we've had that. But... That's why I've got Alfa Romeo number nine. It's Guan Yuzo. It's reliability. It's nothing else other than that. Because coming in at number eight, hold on to your horses. No, I'm not telling any porky pies. No lies from the Kildopotamus because Haas is number eight. You heard me. It was Haas. Woo! I think Haas are going to be very, very, very good indeed. I think it's going to be Mick Schumacher. Getting a couple of points for himself. Kevin Magnuson, the Viking princess, also going to be dominating. I think they're going to surprise a lot of people. There's going to be races when they're outperforming Alpha Tauris, Alpines, McLarens. They're going to be some of those races where they're competing side by side. I'd, oh my God. Can you imagine how hard my nipples would be and how erect my penis would be if Mick Schumacher took it to Verstappen or Hamilton? Oh, if Mick Schumacher overtakes Lewis Hamilton this year... I won't be able to watch the TV. It'll be that covered in my jizz. No, that's inappropriate. It'll be that covered in semen. That's the that's the technical term, and we're going to stick with it. Coming in at number seven, Aston Martin. Whew. If you don't mind, Aston Martin, I think they're going to... They should not be down that low. They should not be. I know they're still setting up the factory. They're doing all that. But they did not impress over preseason testing and that shakedown. I know they've got a four-time world champ there, but... He's just there for sponsors. He's just there to, to get some eyes on it, you know? Like, I know he had a good year last year, a couple of podiums or one and a half, one taken away from him. But he, you know, Lance Stroll is going to hurt them. 
I think Vettel's going to get some points, especially in that wheel-to-wheel -wheel action, like I said earlier on. But Lance Stroll is the reason they're not going to be scoring many points. They, I've still got them ahead of Haas, but it would not surprise me if Haas passed Aston Martin. That's how much I think of Haas. That's how little I think of Aston Martin. Moving on. Number six, Alpha Tauri. Alpha Gasly himself. Pierre Gasly, the things he can do in that car, I wish I could do to my girlfriend with my tongue. Just control it. Just keep it on there, in there. You know, and if I'm running off, it just runs off a little, you know, a little bit of... Oh, my God, that is so gross. Klaus, I can't believe you wrote that in the script. Anyway, Alpha Tauri, I think they're going to have a great year. I think Sunoda's going to turn it around, start being a little more consistent, stop binning it. All right, stop shunting that car into walls. All right, Gasly, we know what he can do, but it all comes down to how the team strategist goes. If they're going to start putting them on inters when it should be full wets or full wets when it should be inters like they often do, just don't overthink it. Just look at what other teams are doing, copy them, and have faith in your drivers. Other teams will stuff up. You just have faith in yours to not, and you'll be fine. Number five, I've got Alpine. I think in the Alpine versus Alpha Tauri battle, I think it's going to come down to Fernando Alonso, and I think he's going to be more consistent than Pierre Gasly. More consistent, obviously, than Tsunoda. Look, and I know the Drivers' Championship sort of tells me that this isn't where they're going to be, but for the people that have actually listened and jotted down what I've said, you can all fuck off because I'm right. All right, I think Alpine are going to be ahead of AlphaTauri somehow, even though the maths suggest that it won't happen. Moving on, number four, McLaren, and I'm not even confident about that. I wish I could say McLaren would be higher on the list, but they're not going to be. That car's got some issues. Big dick Danny Rick gives a girl the bone. He didn't even have a proper preseason testing. He wasn't there. He was out with the Rona. All right? He's going to be jumping in, and he's going to be on the back foot for the first couple of weeks. At least coming down to Australia in the third round will be a lot better for him. But those first two weeks, he's really going to struggle. And, that, and I don't think Norris really has the pace either. I think the car's going to be a bit of an issue. The drivers certainly have the talent to be up that front pointy end of the grid, but I think the car's going to hurt them more than anything. Hopefully they can turn it around. That's why I'm keeping him in at number four. Number three. Here we go. We've got three teams left. And number three, Red Bull. Yes. They don't give you wings anymore. Front and rear ones, but you need good ones. Not just any old wings. Because the issue here is not Max Verstappen, Max, 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 Super, Max, Max, Super, Super, Max. Because he's going to win the whole thing, according to my predictions. The issue here is Checo. Sergio Perez. I think the curse of the number two Red Bull car comes back to bite him in the behind. I'm predicting he's finishing P8, and that's why Red Bull are going to finish P3. Number two. Mickey Mac, Mac Mercedes-Benz. Look, with Hamilton finishing P2 and George Russell finishing P5, I don't think they're going to make it nine in a row. I don't think it's going to happen. I think the team that's finishing first, Ferrari, spoiler alert, I think they're just going to be too consistent. They're going to be up there too often and too much, and it's going to be too much of a problem for any other team on the grid. Mercedes, very respectable. They're going to beat out their rival in Red Bull, but the one team I've got running away from it is the team of Charles Leclerc, and Carlos Sainz. He's a smooth operator. Smooth operator. 
Carlos Sainz and Charles Leclerc, they're going to wheel that Ferrari to first place in constructors. They're going to finish third and fourth in the in the drivers' championship. But it's just going to be so many points. It's going to be just so many points, consistent, bang, 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 every single race. No issues, no reliability. They're just going to flat out dominate, and they're going to look good too. Because my God, the 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 kit for that team, the livery for that team, all of it. I love that black with that with that really rich red. Oh. And that's it. That's why I think Ferrari's going to win. Consistency is key. Don't have one amazing driver. I know, look, when it comes to the importance here, the teams are going to tell you, oh, we got to win the constructors. That's where the money is. No. Shut the fuck up. You know how much they care about the constructors? How much were Toto praising that Mercedes got a constructors championship last year instead of bitching and moaning that Hamilton didn't win the drivers' championship? The drivers' championship is more important. You can name the previous... 70-odd world championships, can't you, Seb? But can you name all the constructors that they drove for? I mean, he probably could, so shut the fuck up. But anyway, that's it. Now, the problem is, the only problem Ferrari going to have, because they're going to be competing, right? The constructors, it's going to be a lock. The problem is, the individual drivers, they're going to be in too much of a teammate battle. Klaus, no, no, I can't, Klaus, I can't, no, stop it. Team, no, Klaus, Klaus, team, all right, battles, fuck team, it, let's keep it going. Battles, team, battles, team, battles, team, battles, team, battles, team, battles, past Cody. Have a glass of water or double Midori's on ice. I'm not even judging. Huh. But they are your constructors. Predictions for 2022. But ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for episode 118. A little short, sharp and shiny one for your midweek recovery as we get ready for round one coming up in a couple of days' time. So don't you go anywhere. Make sure you hit that subscribe and follow button so you don't miss out on the Bahrain GP big preview edition coming up next time. 
Lock away these predictions I gave you today, though, because you're going to win a lot of cash. Woo! But, of course, go and like the socials. Head over to the merch store, parkingtomyfairmate.com slash merch. If you want to support the show, well, you know what you need to do. The Patreon link is in the description, patreon.com slash parkingtomyfairmate. Join up. Become a legend today. Join the Legends Club. I'm looking up there right now in the penthouse suite. And I've got Doris shirt, shirtless. Doris, put a top on. Oh, my God. She's heading out double Midori's on ice. But the Legends Club members, I can see them up there. We've got Austin, Caleb, Chris, and John. Oh, they're having a good time out there. They are buzzed. They are absolutely rocking, loving life at the moment. But sign up. They get themselves a nice Cultipotamus under the covers. Volume 1 vinyl on the way to them. Autographed, of course. Will take a few weeks to come out. So sorry about that one, ladies and gentlemen. But anyway, make sure you subscribe. The show is going to be a doozy coming up. But as always, my little muffins, my cherubs, and my legends, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.